to Sword and Board. I'm Luke. And I'm Lars. This is two guys talking about every fantasy movie ever made. Lars, how are you? It's been a while. It has been a while. I am doing great. We got to watch our son ride his bicycle with training wheels for the first time yesterday, and that was pretty incredible. (laughs) That was pretty incredible. We got to see like the whole myriad of emotions of it where we said, hey, let's go down to the park and let's ride our bikes. And he got on his bike and he hated it. This bike's broken. I don't like this. To the euphoria of dad, leave me alone. I want to do this myself and everything in between. Nice. So it was, uh, it was pretty cool. Not as adventurous, though, as what you've <laughs> been doing. And I want to hear all yes. about that. So we just moved from a swampy hell of southern Alabama to uh, <laughs> it is currently 17 degrees in Denver, Colorado. Um, it has snowed the past three days. It is magical. I can walk outside and not burst into flames. There you go. Because I actually you... like going outside. I like hiking. I like going out and doing outdoorsy things. Mm-hmm. But for the past 10 years, if I do, I will die. Right. And I, I like living. I like not, you know, having... There are, there are positives to it. Yeah, exactly. Living. <laughs> um, <coughs> but now we uh, we decided we need a change. We needed a change, so we decided to... Pack up what we could, staying with some friends for a little while. It's nice. Very cool. Yeah, I've always felt that, like, I mean, as much as I love North Carolina, I think one of the main reasons behind it is that it's that nice mix of hot and cold where I I can always put enough on to be warm. I can never take enough off to be cold. Mm -hmm. So whenever we would visit Alabama, you know, visit you and and mom and dad, woof. It was always just really, really uncomfortable. Now, I also don't like freezing my tail off, but you can always I, I put stuff on. I that, but... Yeah. Exactly. Um, but that's awesome, man. I, uh, I'm really excited for you. I'm glad that uh, that you made it out there safe and sound. Yeah, me too. It's nice. There's been a, We haven't done a whole lot of exploring yet, but we're catching back up on all that. Um, just trying to fig- feel things out one day at a time, but I'm enjoying it so far. That's great. Yeah. That's uh-huh. great. Um, so what wasn't enjoyable... Right. Yes. So the opposite of watching your firstborn accomplish wonders and moving across driving across country and seeing this this beautiful land of ours that was something that before we go that was something i did really appreciate is that we drove and there were no lines there was no i'm now in tennessee i'm now in missouri that was just i could have driven and it was all one place and i really appreciated that in a, a pragmatic sense or not even a pragmatic sense in a we're in all a, the same american sense yeah exactly. you, you don't you don't get into you know i don't know when i'm in virginia and north carolina and south carolina it all just kind of blends we were which is nice th- there was one moment i remember we were talking about stuff as we were driving and we ended up in Northern Missouri, I believe. It was mm-hmm. in northern, I'm sorry, not northern Missouri. Northern, northern Arkansas or northern Mississippi. I don't remember exactly where. And we are in the backwoods. Mm-hmm. And somehow we got talking about stuff. And Victoria mentioned the Roman Empire. And like, yeah, they really, really make sense about, you know, how they conquered the world with roads. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, me, 30 years old. Yeah, the Romans, they had slavery. They had all these other things. And then me driving backwards all this after on terrible roads, you know, Pax Romana. Right. Getting score, getting yeah. SPQR tattooed. Right. <laughs> Excellent. This, so we've decided this episode to do one movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a movie that 
I've, I saw in the theater, and I think you said you saw in the theater as well, right? Yep, I did. I saw it at a midnight showing. Yeah, I I was excited about this one. And the, and the movie we're going to talk about today, folks, is is The Last Airbender. M. Night Shyamalan's adaptation of the Nickelodeon show Avatar, The Last Airbender. And I was not initially an Avatar fan, just because it, it, that kind of came at the, the end of my Nickelodeon watching. So my, my, when I think of Nickelodeon, I think... Hey, dude, I think Doug, I think Snick, you know, I, I think all, you know, Double Dare, and, and, Guts, and all that kind of it, stuff. It, it did take a little while for you to, to get, not back into cartoons, but come back around to like, oh, hey, cartoons are good again. I remember that a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and because there are just other things I was watching, and I, I just wasn't, yeah. I wasn't, you know, it, it wasn't that I was dogging on cartoons. I was just, uh, I was watching other stuff. And yeah. I think you and then, but then my, my buddy Craig in college was a huge fan. He's like, oh man, you got to watch this. So I was like, all right, I'll watch it. And it was great. It really was this fantastic show. And then the movie wasn't. So Here's what's your take? <laughs> I don't know if you saw my show notes, but the first three lines of it are just, ugh. Yeah. Like, I, 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 that, that comes up several times. Yeah. Um, it's beautiful. There's the, the one, costuming, yeah. yeah. The costuming is incredible. I will say that it looks wonderful, and the, and very distinctive between all the. So for those of you that have not seen the television show Avatar: The Last Airbender, what is a quick rundown of what the story was about? Okay, so other world where there are these four groups of people. There are these groups of people who are called benders, and they can manipulate elements. And there's one of all the four elements: fire, air, water, earth. There are four nations, and each member of the nation can only have one bending type. There's the Fire Nation, there's the Air, there's the air Nomads, the Water Tribes, and the Earth Kingdom. And then, and, and then they can each, so eat, like the Earth people can move Earth, and the Fire people can move Fire, and, and right, so, but, but an Earth person can't move Water. Right, and so every generation there's a person called the Avatar, there's a cycle where he's born in one member of each nation, and he can do all four elements. And every time he dies, he's reborn to the next tribe. There's a whole cycle of them. And then a hundred years before the show starts, the you know everything changed when the Fire Nation attacked. They decided to try and take over the world. And the last Airbender is he's the Avatar, and he's a kid named Aang, who's like twelve, and he's this goofy, you know, kid who his whole thing is that he's the guy who's going to save the world, and we don't know if he can. Right, because he hasn't it learned sounds, it, right. and, and and he, I guess you know he had, he'd run away and he was trapped in ice. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of very much like Captain America. We, we yeah. and the show basically picks up with us discovering him, right? Much like that, this that, movie. There's that line in the, in the show of like, well, Aang, why didn't you tell us you were the Avatar? It's like, well, I never wanted to be. Right, right. And so this whole thing is trying to trying to accept who he is. Right. And the Avatar, basically, you know, he's the one. He, he's almost like like the Anakin or whatever. He's going to bring like balance to the the nations, World, yeah. right? Like he's the one that can, you know, he can keeps everybody in line. That's the show. And there, how many seasons were there? Were there four three books? Seasons. Three, three books. Water, Earth, and Fire. And then there was the sequel series, right. Legend of Korra, <clears throat> which was about his successor, right? Um, which was also incredible. So, uh, so, so three seasons. So three. So one season was about. So basically, like the first season is he's an airbender, so he can move air, but he hasn't learned how to make. Uh, he can't do the other elements very well. He can't do the other elements very well. So 
each book or each season is him learning be better with be the, better with the other, other element. element. And, and that's what this movie is. This movie is basically the first book. It's him gaining the power of water because he already has air. Yeah. And part of the problem of this movie is time. They condensed 20 episodes, about seven and a half hours of story into just under two hours. Which is a problem. And there's this huge rush to the climax but the climax is the last forty minutes in the movie, mm-hmm. where the like the the siege of the, the the Northern Water Tribe that 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 is probably the last forty minutes, forty forty five minutes or so. Yeah, and we build we get to there, and then this it kind of puts on the brakes again. I didn't care. It relies so much on being a fan of the show to fill in the blanks of who these people are and their personalities. Yeah, yeah, and that that was the biggest thing with all of this is just and. and there's a lot wrong with this movie, and we'll talk about a lot of it. Um, but Patton Oswalt had a really great... Um, he wrote an essay about Zack Snyder's The Watchmen. Okay. And how when you make an adaptation of something, you have to adapt it. You have to translate it into a new medium. Mm-hmm. So if you're adapting The Watchmen comic book, you shouldn't be slavishly beholden to the panels that Alan Moore drew. You should. You right. can take inspiration from it, but you kind of have to do your own thing. So Dave Gibbons. Right. Okay. So, um, that you're right. Sorry, Dave. But he said that the best part of the Watchmen movie was like the prison breakout scene, like because that was something new. Like that was something that was adapted for a film that you couldn't do in the comic book. Right. That that amazing sequence at the beginning of Watchmen of of that, that was, was one that was wonderful, and that's something that's not in the comic book, and that's something that the film a film medium allows you to do. Mm-hmm. A film, you know, a adaptation of a cartoon. There are things that allow you to... You can do different things with a movie that you can't do with an animated cartoon. And there's... So... And, and, there's there's, and vice versa. You, yeah. But if there is... If you're going to adapt it, you need to play to those strengths. And unfortunately, this is a con, just a, con, a condensation of, like you said, a series of television, and they didn't adapt it. So what this should have done was... This should have been a standalone movie. Mm-hmm. You know, with maybe potential for sequel, but you should have had like a focus on who this character is, what the world is, really set all that up and make it a standalone story like the original Star Wars. Because you can watch the original Star Wars from beginning to end yep. and never have to watch another one. Like, that's it. I watched a Star Wars. It is done. Right. But what they did was they plan, like, they went in planning on it being a trilogy. Well, that's that's the nature of that's one of the downsides of major filmmaking is now is you have to make right. a franchise because you have to make infinite money. Right, and unfortunately, that doesn't lend itself often to really great stories. No, and this was just like like you said, you really had to understand what the show was to fill in the blanks. But I want to watch these characters do something, and it's just it was so rushed. There, it only seemed like there were two actors who who cared, and they cared in radically different ways. The guy playing Uncle Iroh. Yeah, he he seemed to think it, he was in a serious movie. Yep, and he actually acted, and he he had weight to what he was doing. Mm-hmm. And Uncle Iroh might be my favorite character in the original show. Mm-hmm. He might be everyone's favorite character. Yeah, because he's just a friendly little tea drinking guy. Right, and the guy playing Admiral Zhao because mm. he seemed to realize he was in a garbage movie. Right, yeah, he was doing the uh, the the Raul Julia in um, Street Fighter. Street Fighter, yeah, and Bison, absolutely, exactly. Yeah, the tone was what a major problem was this uh, of this movie. So, you know, like you said, the Avatar, he's this goofy kid. Mm-hmm. And in the cartoon, they play that up a little bit. And they, they're they fine with that. And, and it, like, 
the tone it's not a a kitty cartoon i don't want it no. to you know but there are silly elements and that's fine because it's about kids they tried to make this so serious and yeah you, and then they they'll want and you lose the, that and then the few bits of love, like oh he's a kid we need to do it they immediately undercut it like oh and he sees the corpses of the air nomads yeah oh my god <laughs> talk like about just a total break so t- like so tone deaf and the okay i've been dancing around this so far um the acting in it garbage the worst kind of garbage like i don't have this aversion to child actors and i feel like a lot of people have because mm-hmm. there's some really great movies with child performances in them Mm-hmm. The Goonies is a bunch of kids that actually sound like kids. They're swearing. They're having an adventure. They're great. They're great performances, in my opinion. There are plenty of other examples of, of child actors that are not, like, you want to rip your ears out. And they're just, like, obviously being coaxed off screen with candy by overbearing stage uh, parents. Yeah. These, this is the worst child acting I've ever seen. So, ever. So part of the problem, not part of the problem, one of the, one of the things I remember reading about and a lot of the people talking about was that because it's a, a heavily Asian themed show that Ang as they keep saying Ang they cha- that they went out of their way to, to, to pronounce the names differently and I don't yep. get it. Yep. You know, he's an he, they're all Asian and they cast a, they cast a bad acting white boy. Like if you have to get a white kid to play him, why did you get a bad one? So to speak, <laughs> right? Well, I, got, I guess I heard they got him because he was like a um, like a karate champion or something like that. Okay, yeah, it's like in um in GI like the the GI Joe movies they got Ray Park to play Sky uh, to play um, Snake Eyes because if you don't let Ray Park talk, he's an incredibly physical actor, and what doesn't Snake Eyes do? Talk, talk, right? Yeah, it's perfect, right? But it is oh my god, it. Yeah, it it was horribly whitewashed, except for the Fire Nation. The Fire Nation, at least, but you know they're they're vaguely Arabic, so you know they can always be bad guys in Hollywood movies because that's just a thing, which is awful. But just everybody, like it, just there wasn't like a heart to it. There, I don't, I didn't understand. There just wasn't like a spark. There wasn't. I didn't see the reason why the people that made this movie made this movie. You know, when I think it was Sam Raimi when he made the first Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. They asked him, like, you know, what are you? Why should you make the Spider-Man movie? And he showed him a picture of his like his childhood room, and he had like a Spider-Man painting on his wall. Yeah, you know, so he he like he loved Spider-Man, and you know, Peter Jackson grew up reading the Lord of the Rings books. You know, and he he and was invested and, in that and he world. Made, he made Lord of the Rings so he, so he could make a King Kong movie. <laughs> well, yeah. Right, but, but but you know, like he he was passionate yes. about those things and Steven Spielberg loved those old serials and like you can feel the passion for those movies in in Indiana Jones George Lucas absolutely so you can you can feel those those passion projects I don't think M. Light Shyamalan gave a damn about The Last Airbender or if he did he he gave a weird damn in like the things that he focused on weren't the things that everyone else cared about right and and it was just I think how much of this sh- suffered because he was attached to it? I don't know because he's a talented director. I think they needed a, n- a name put to the movie to sell it, and he might have had a, an open slot in his movie in his schedule. And he has a name on there. There, you know, he has a na- he has some story, cre- uh, some Hollywood cred because he's got 
Yeah, yeah. So M. Night Shyamalan, yes, he has a name. I agree with you there. But that's a name that's kind of been tarnished, and I feel like this was like on the downturn of that tarnishing. The man makes sixth sense. It's blows everybody's mind. I mean, it, it. I remember we were in New Orleans at the time when it came out. It was in the paper every day, like number one movie yep. again, number one movie again. Like you know, it was this huge thing. And then he makes Unbreakable, and that was such a good movie. That was such a neat. I, I loved Unbreakable. Yep. And then he made Signs. And fine, but then they start going down to the point where I vividly remember being in a theater. And a trailer came on, and it was these people stuck oh, in an elevator, devil. and look, and look, devil, and it looked really creepy, and people were kind of getting into it, like, oh wow, what is this? From the mind of M Night Shyamalan, and everyone just started bursting out yep. laughing, and I was like, oh, that guy's done. He's kind of had a resurgence. I mean, he, you know, he made Split, which was pretty good. He made you know Glass, obviously, and all that kind of stuff. But just, I feel like, yeah, they wanted to get a name, but he was a really weird choice for this kind yep. of movie. Here's how I know that they didn't quite understand the material. So they adapted like five or six episodes of the original se- of the first season. Like when they go off to find the things, there's that weird prison sequence that they seem to have in there because the blue spirit costume looks cool. Right. And then they there's the prison with the with the earthbenders. In the show, earthbenders can bend earth, correct? That's that yes. would yes. So in the logic right, of that, yes. In the yes. show this earthbender prison is on a metal prison on water and so they can't do anything which makes sense yes in the movie it's in like a a valley surrounded by rock it's 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 yeah it's in anywhere it's just a oh we're we're just here you're basically giving people all the raw material they need to escape it's like giving locking locking the guy for a guy for in the in the closet (laughs) yeah it's locking prisoners up in a prison full of keys <laughs> like that's basically just what what are you doing what are you doing it doesn't make any any sense and then why didn't they realize that when he but like before he came in i uh this whole time i was just beating my head against the wall just like what the hell is this movie i mean there's not a lot that can be said i mean like you said it, it was a pretty looking movie the costumes are great they did a good job of distinguishing distinguishing between the different elemental tribes i don't even want to say this is shiny <coughs> and not magic because there was it was dull yeah it was dull and not magic i mean it was just you know what a neat idea and they just completely blew it like just completely missed the mark horrible dialogue horrible delivery of dialogue characters that were not given time to understand yeah i don't get the brother and sister if i unless i've watched the show right and then i don't get the importance of the avatar if i haven't watched the show and they, they added they they really emphasized they they not really they didn't really emphasize anything they tried to make it more about how about the spirit world in this which that was always a part of the show, but they made it a, a more big deal. They made it a bigger deal of like, he's part of the spirit world. Yeah. Okay. And they, they, but they didn't do anything. They didn't yeah. say anything. They didn't give us time to care. And the fights in it. I mean, it had neat choreography. They kind of flip around, but there's no weight to it because yeah. I don't understand the characters. And if I don't understand mm-hmm. the characters then I don't really, that's just them flipping around. Right. Yeah. Just, I, I'm glad they didn't make more of them. Apparently Netflix was going to do. I think they're still doing one. Yeah. Okay. But they're they're they they're doing a series. They're not doing a movie. They're doing a series. Which okay, like 
then that that would be you good. Get, you've got more time to. Yeah, you have more time to just let these kind of stuff, you know, breathe. I I just I love the arrogance of they ended on this kind of cliffhanger. You know, we have to prevent him from mastering Earth and fire. Did you really think they're going to make another one of these? Like, did anybody like at at the end of the screening? Do they all look around and just like, Whoa. so the person most robbed by these movies is the girl that is going to play that was yes. scheduled to play Azula because yeah. that's Margot from the Magicians. Oh, really? Yeah, and like, oh, that's perfect. Like, I've seen her in in stuff lately, and she's that would be that's perfect. Yeah, but unfortunately, yeah, nothing happened. They nothing happened. Ugh. So. Ugh. Yeah. No, yeah. Ugh. The last Airbender. <clears throat> um just not not happy with this one um it's uh i don't think anybody i mean obviously nobody watched it because nobody went on to go see it 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 made a modest profit right because that's what you want from your major hollywood production a modest profit yeah and it just it what it did and and i think this is probably it's the case for a lot of things that you know the adaptations of different properties it makes it so you can't do it again for a while yeah you can't make a justice league movie again you don't get to do that one over not for for a a while while. yeah for a while that sucks because i'd like to see a justice league movie but you can't do one for a while now Mm -hmm. you i mean netflix is redoing you know as a tv show but this movie came out 10 years ago so you know it's it took a while. When it squanders, when it squanders such great source material, not only are we forced to sit through a bad movie, we're robbed for the the opportunity to see a better version of this for a long time. <laughs> it's 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 climate change on a film scale. It's right, exactly. We we yes, that's perfect. That that is perfect, Lucas. Um, is that it, it's. You know, what could have been. We robbed future generations of a better version of this movie. That's what happened with this. Yeah. It's not Deathstalker bad. No. Because that's, like, that's offensively bad. And it's definitely not, like, Lord of Elves bad. That's offensively bad. (laughs) From a, like, moral standpoint, that's offensively bad. But I think I'd rather watch The Nutcracker. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it... That didn't put it at a... That, that didn't have other properties behind it. That didn't make me think of better times. And it, it didn't whitewash. Or what, what was yeah, it? whitewashing. It was whitewashing, but it was, I heard oh, something. Race it was like ra- race bending. Race bending, yep. So it didn't completely do that. It, um, it was prettier. Nutcracker was prettier. Nutcracker um, had Morgan Freeman. Nutcracker had better acting. I mean, there was actual acting in Nutcracker. Yeah. Yes, I would I would put... So is that what is in between? Is, is Nutcracker yep. and Deathstalker? That puts it at 33. <coughs> yeah, this goes between... This puts... Yeah, I would I would say The Last Airbender yep. goes right there. I would agree what do you with think? that 100%. Perfect. Yeah, this... Perfect. I don't... Here, Here's... Okay, so just as it's a shame that they made this movie because it, it prevented future generations from having a great film version of The Last mm-hmm. Airbender. What this podcast has allowed me to do is... I will never have to watch this again. I'm done with it. It's out of my life. I can just let it go away. So that's um yes, it stinks that it's it's around, but at least this podcast has helped me to let yep. it go. So thank you Lucas for You're that. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> <sighs> Lucas, where can uh, where can people find us on the interwebs? Um they can find us on Twitter at Sword in Boardcast, um also on 
Instagram at the same thing. Nothing posted on there yet, but working on it. We are on Stitcher and Podbean and Apple iTunes and Spotify. If you have a movie you want us to talk about, shoot uh, yeah. shoot us a line at swordandboardcast at gmail. Uh, there's a link on our uh, Twitter page as well. Our theme song is Goblin Road Trip by Ryan Boyd. You can find him at, at Ryan Boyd. Uh, Lars, you got anything else you want to see? Do I want to see or do I want to say? Say. I'm sorry. <laughs> say. I kind of slurred there. You know, he's living in Colorado for like a week and he's already just so, <laughs> just so much. The, uh, the air the air out here is very different. <laughs> it's not just rarefied, it's stankified. And he, <laughs> have you, to be honest, I mean, I'm not. You know. No, no. To be honest, no, I have not. Have you? I mean, uh, is it pretty prevalent? I mean, what is that like? Depends on where you are. It's interesting. So, you know, you drive around a place, you see an urgent care facility, and it's got a red cross on the side of the building? Yeah. Okay, make about a third of those green crosses. Ah, okay. Um, they have that with, also, like, CBD places around here like that. Yeah, but these are actual, like... Dispensaries. dispensaries. Yeah. The weirdest thing so far, you're walking around a city, you go to a park... What's all over the park? Pigeons. They're geese here. Geese are everywhere. Yeah, and not just like like a couple, one or two. Although there were a couple, there have been a couple, one or two on the side of the road, everywhere. See, that would freak me out if I was in a state that had dispensaries everywhere, because geese like hiss at you. Are horrifying. Geese are hi- yeah. horrifying. That's not the animal. If I have indulged in these products, I don't want to see a bunch yeah. of geese everywhere. That make me stay inside the house. And I'm sure that they're going to move, you know, when the seasons change. But it's just this: the fuck are all these geese doing here? Don't they fly south for the winter? I, I yeah, I suppose. Why are they here? I mean, I guess you're. I, I guess you're south of a place, but I I, I would think that they'd fly even more yeah. souther. Southern. Um, more southern. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> the words are hard. Um. Words are hard. Well, great, man. Well, hey, thank you all for listening, and um, we will see you next time. Yes, we will. Have a good one. Bye.